Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli. My avid followers knew this podcast as Pleasure Seeking, the Pleasure Seeking podcast, named after my book, The Magic of Pleasure Seeking. As soon as it's available for pre-order, I'll announce it here. Enjoy your listening. Well, today it's all about writing, writing voices, and my guest today is Jessica Teachin. Jessica is um, a strange case, and I don't mean strange in a bad way. I mean a, an exceptionally wonderful case. Jessica is a lawyer. She's practiced uh, law, and she's in a phase of transitioning from the corporate world to another world who, that she'll be talking to us about. She's a mother, a spouse, a leader, a lawyer. I mean, the list is very long. And um, she's been awarded, I was going to say rewarded, and that was a reward. Um, She's been, she's a Gallup certified strength coach, and she'll tell us exactly what, anyway, we'll lead with that. Is that okay with you, Jessica? We could lead with that, but let me go on because there's a lot here. (laughs) Well, there are a list of uh, places where she's worked and uh, different telephone, I mean, dispatch. There's a St. Louis Post dispatch. What is that? As a top workplace, Uh, what is that? Yeah, so that's an award that our organization won for the last four years. So we've won St. Louis Post Dispatch is the is the newspaper uh-huh. or the local local yeah. um, news organization, and they do an award, a local award to the St. Louis area for the top workplace in Missouri. So we've won that mm-hmm. four years. Okay, yeah, four years in a row in Missouri, and then we've won Gallup's Global um, Exceptional Workplace Award for three years. All right, in now a tell row. us so about the Gallup a- uh, Certified Strengths coach award what what is that because i only know gallup as the poll people yeah a lot of people do so gallup has um, uh, a lot around the workplace practices so they have a whole engagement program and that is where we as an organization won the gallup exceptional workplace award i'm also a gallup certified strengths coach which means that i'm certified to provide training coaching and development around people's strengths gallup has an assessment called clifton strengths finder that um, identifies your top talents the things that come most naturally to you and then um, and then as a coach, I can help people to figure out how best to apply them to make a difference in their life, to, to improve their relationships, improve how they execute their work, um, improve how they live their lives. Okay. Now, when we started the episode, um, I said, this is all about writing. And of course, with all of this other stuff, you think, well, what, what do we mean <laughs> writing? What do you mean writing? All right. Well, I had had, um, obviously, an exchange with Jessica already, and listening to her story, and, um, you know, it is always a meandering road that brings you to put that pen to paper, and uh, it's always, I find it, it's one of the most beautiful things that I love to do. I get such pleasure from writing. Um, I Since she has... Uh, had a meandering road, even with the writing process, I think it would be good for us to talk about. Um, if if you like, uh, Jessica, would that be okay? Yeah. Okay. Of course, yeah. wait a minute now. I have to say other things um, about you because, um, and I'm going to ask you right off the bat, one of the questions I ask my um, guests before they come on is who they, if they could choose anyone in the world that they would like to talk to, 
who would that be and what would they ask them? And you mentioned Oprah. Now tell us about that. What did you want to ask her? Yeah, so I think um, it would be really interesting to hear the path that she took and how she qualifies the, the those that she chooses to support and promote, um, because I think she does a lot of really good work and a lot, a lot of really good partnerships and how she goes through that that process to find those most valuable or meaningful partnerships with other with other professionals or other people that are making a difference in the world. Good. Now, we will talk about writing, but also there is um, you are you have been and you still are a woman. I mean, you're a woman. You've been in a fairly male dominated environment, right? Uh, does that factor in the work you do today uh, in the sense that do you work with men, women particularly or in your writing process? Does that seep through the writing? Yes. So what I would say is that, I mean, I've been in a world where I've been at, you know, a couple hundred people in a meeting and there's like three women mm. in the room. So um, it's it's an industrial manufacturing world that I've been I've kind of grown up in. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I'm the only female leader on on the leadership team that I serve in in my my current organization. And um, part of my desire to, to pivot and move in a different direction now in my life is to support other female leaders, because I think there's so much talent that that um, women have to bring to leadership and bring to workplaces. Uh, and most don't have access to the same coaching development and uh, growth opportunities that their male counterparts do. So for me, that's part of my my passion are part of one of the things I really want to do is help support women to get into those roles more effectively and develop the skills that they need to do so. Okay, so you started by saying, I uh, help female women leaders. And I thought, whoa, that means they are already leaders? Or do you select them and they have potential as being leaders? Do they come to you already aiming for leadership? How does that how does that look in your world? So to me, if there's aspiration, then it's worth exploration. Oh, right. So if somebody wants to aspire to that, then it's worth taking the time to understand it, coach to it and develop it. So not just women who are already in leadership positions, but those that aspire to that. How can we help you early in your career do the things that will prepare you and, and help you be more successful later in your career? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, we're on. Now, when did the writing come on? What happened? I mean, what, what where did that pen yeah. get in your hand? <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, I've always liked, uh, you know, writing, uh, but always, it was always more in the work context. And, and of course, go, having gone to law school in 2020, like everybody, I struggled a lot and I had a lot of challenges. I had nine month old twins at the time. Oh, my God. I had wait, wait, my... wait. Say that slow. Jessica, say that slow again. You had what? Yeah. So um, in the spring of 2020, my twins, I had twins in, in 2019. So they were nine months old when COVID started. And I also had a um, four-year-old son. He's five <laughs> now, but he was four at the time. And so, you know, throughout the year of COVID, that was really challenging, especially with having all the kids home and on and everything that went with it. You know, a lot of the typical well-being things that we do for ourselves kind of like, went out the window. Like, for example? 
well, for me, it was, um, you know, tr a lot of travel, a lot of, um, you know, being having vacations. It was being outdoors, going different places to the zoo, to other places where you can entertain kids. You know, those types of things weren't accessible. Well, and so, you yeah. Know I, I see that you still have your hair, so you didn't pull that out. <laughs> yeah. What did no, you do? I, there, there were times, there were times where it was was pretty exhausting, and that's but that's really what led me to writing was um, actually looking at my Gallup strengths. They put on a workshop around well-being, and they talked about looking at your strengths for ways to rejuvenate or ways to access your well-being. And my number one strength is communication. Good. And once I started writing, I realized it was really therapeutic for me. Oh, it was it, it was is. my it, it was. Yeah, it was my kind of way to find balance, to feel good, to get through the days, to 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 move through the challenging time periods was to write and to share. Okay, so now let's I mean, you didn't just vomit on the page. How how did that all right, so how did that start for you? Yeah, so for me I just started I actually started with small articles and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then it was about Christmas time last year that I thought I had this like feeling, I kind of call it like a nudge of you need to write this book. Like you need to put these thoughts and these strategies that we have as this into a book. I'm good. So um, it was actually around Christmas time that I started to get kind of a nudge and uh, a feeling that there was something that I needed to write and that this book needed to be um, written and I needed to share the strategies, techniques, and approaches that I'd spent the last 10 years developing so that more people could live exceptional lives. So wait, 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 wait. Now you're, you're already going to the objective, but um you're and the exceptional life but i mean the process you, you have this nudge okay i don't want to ask you about the nudge could be in your sleep could be your angel spirit just nudging you i don't know but what um you knew right then and there what you were going to write about already yeah i i knew the purpose of it okay and the, and i did, knew did you start with a draft title? Did you start with a mind map? What did you do? Yeah, so I have practiced um, a method called Oratium for years. And How do you spell that? Oratium, O-R-A-T-I-U-M. Okay. And it is a method of both writing and speaking that mm -hmm. starts with what's the problem you're trying to solve. Okay. What is the action you want people to take? And then what are the insights that they need to know to help them take that action? So I started with that. Okay. Can you give us more information and link it to your topic and what that looks like? The Aradium yes. process. Yeah, so for me, the problem was that um, a lot of people struggle with how to live an exceptional life, and they are struggling with and frustrated with their life rather than feeling happy and fulfilled by their life. Okay, so we get that, right? We know that, and yeah. uh, we all are there at one point in our life. Uh, so where did you start? What did you start with? You know, what is chapter, what is your introduction? Well, not the introduction, but chapter one. What does that look like? 
Yeah, so chapter one is about creating exceptional experiences and it's why we want to and what it can do for our lives if we choose to accept it and if we choose to um, take advantage of the wisdom that already exists in the world today. Okay, so let's let's take a look. Um, you didn't have a draft title. You didn't start with that at all? Okay. No. All right. Did you get that at, at the very end? Yes. The title <laughs> took me forever to oh. get to. Yeah. I probably had, I mean, it's, I had ones that I wrote early on, but it didn't end up being the title. I just kept changing it until of it course. finally came, it came through yeah. from, from the, the, the spiritual realm to tell right. me what was the right, right, right title. Nudge. Yeah. That was the nudge. All right. So, so how did you, before you started dividing and started writing actually, did you have an idea, a very set idea, a very clear idea of how many parts there were going to be the book? How many chapters were there going to be any parts? Was it just going to be from one to 10? Was it going to, be, did you have any idea about that? I had some of the framework, um, yeah. but it very much came together. I actually, after I signed with a coach is when um, it really started to come together and I applied truly some spiritual practices to help me with what is the message I was trying to deliver. And that was when I was able to pull both um, the analogies and stories to take the concepts and knowledge that I knew and, and I knew how to use it and made it applicable for the readers, turned okay. it into something enjoyable. Okay. Now I, you know, talking about our spirituality is um, akin to talking about sex or money. It's almost taboo, but I'm going to go there with you. Um, yeah. Typically, you know, when you say I tapped into my spiritual realm in order for me to get, would could you share that with us, what that looked like? Yeah, so for me, um, I've always been, uh, the words are difficult, but the, I've always been a religious person. I grew up, my grandfather was a pastor. Um, and so I've always grown up with a faith in in God. Um, but this became something much greater than that. It, it um, came through to me in a way of that, in a way that it was signaling to me that this was, information and things that needed to come into the world and that um, I had a responsibility to deliver it in a way that was meaningful and impactful for the readers. And I don't know exactly what all that purpose is going to be yet because it's still, um, it's only, it's only going to be published in, a, in another week or so. Um, but uh, I became increasingly confident of that direction and those, 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 um, that guidance. It came through, kind of to be more specific for you, it came through in silly little things that happened. Um, there was example, a, like how, there, how? Yeah, there was a night where um, we were on vacation and my husband flipped the switch to turn the lights out and the power in the house went out. Just <laughs> all of a sudden, all the power. And yeah. we had all three of the kids, they'd been exhausted. Last thing I wanted was for them to wake back up. Um, and in the midst of it, I couldn't come up with the reason. But it, uh, the next day, 
um, we hadn't been able to get the music to play in the house the whole time we were on <laughs> vacation. And um, I was like, hey, I wonder with the power going out, it eventually came back on. I said, I wonder if the music will play now. And when I flipped the switch, the or when we turned the music on, it played. And <laughs> and I, it suddenly hit me that sometimes in our lives, the power has to go completely out. Things have to get really dark and it has to get really scary and, and, and dark and lonely for a while before uh, the lights can come back on and yes. the music can play in our lives. And of so it, it was, it was just a beautiful moment and, and it was clearly a message that was supposed to come into the book. Yes. And then there was light. Now, before we pushed record, um, Jessica showed me, she said, oh, I just got the draft of my book and she picked up and I saw book cover. <laughs> so it is right in your hands, right? Yeah. How many pages does it have? It's about 350 pages. Oh my god, it's a it's it's a brick. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's a it's a full book, but it's um I break it down into really manageable pieces and sections and then throughout it I include a lot of reflections. Okay, so, so give us the take... sections, the larger parts and then the chapters. How many? Yeah, so there's um there's four sections. The uh -huh. first section is um around uh, creating that exceptional experiences. So peak performance creates exceptional experiences. The second section is lessons learned through challenging times, which is kind of all about um, our experiences in 2020 and what we what we need to have learned from those experiences. Mm -hmm. Section three is the four keys to peak performance. And then section four is applying those keys of peak performance to the roles that we perform. Okay, so I imagine if there are four keys, there must be four chapters in that part. Is that true? Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. so is that the case for all of the parts, all of the sections? No, there's 14 chapters. So there's oh, okay. three chapters in the first two sections, and mm -hmm. then there's four chapters in the, the second two sections. Okay. So uh, now that, you know, one of the problems with writing, um, I've been doing it a long time, is sometimes we're, at least in the beginning, my first book, you never know when you put that last period and then close the book because you always want to go back and, well, wait, maybe I made a mistake with that chapter. I should have. And then it just doesn't serve you. Did you find that ever happening to you? Yeah, it, it, that was definitely a struggle to, to put the final stamp on the book and say, I think I read it three times all the way through. <laughs> yeah, um, painful before, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, before I finally said, okay, it's done. It's done. But what was great about that experience for me was a lot of the lessons that are in the book are are so applicable that I would re be rereading the book and right. and happen upon something and be like, oh yeah, I gotta remember that. That's good. Yeah. Um. And so I was learning from myself, kind of all over again. Yeah. Reading yeah. the book. No, the good. It it really definitely is a plus when you can go back to a book after you know. Well, once it happened to me that the book was so involved that I finished it. I could didn't have. I didn't have the courage to go back and look at it for a long time. But then when I did, I thought, I wrote that? You know, it was so, was so convoluted, yeah. you know, mentally, physically, philosophically, psychologically, so difficult. But you, if you're capable of doing that, then you really are capable of great things, you know. Uh, you're, the mind is such a, a plastic, uh, beautiful uh, 
never ending. It's there's no limit to the, what you can create, really. So now we have this, and you have a deadline to um, hand back the drafts. Yeah, everything's complete. Um, there's, it, it looks like there might be a formatting error I need to have fixed, but then um, right now the publication date is set for October 10th. So okay. I'm basically 10 days away from, from the book going live. Well, what is the title of the book? So the title of the book is The Exceptional Life Revolution. And it is kind of a play on words because in order to live an exceptional life, I think we have to evolve and we have to evolve our performance. And it's a, a revolution because when we do that, and if more people can do that, we really can start a, a revolution where more people can be living exceptional lives, lives that bring them joy, peace, happiness, and success. So that's our hyphen evolution then. <laughs> yes, it yeah, is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So now let's go back to the basics of publishing. Um, you have uh, the pages, you have the words on the page, you start going with this uh, publication. What did you choose? How did you choose to publish it? And how was that decision taken? Yeah, so I kind of think that that was also somewhat spiritual and divinely guided. So I happened upon um, a coach and publisher, Kara Polson, who runs Freedom House Publishing. And um, she was speaking at a Voices of Women Summit. And when I saw her speak, I just felt uh, a connection there because I knew I wanted to write the book, but I didn't know how I, you know, I didn't know about figuring out the agents and all the steps that would go into it. And I don't have hundreds of thousands of followers are the things that would normally, right. you know, help you get a, a book deal. And her mission and purpose uh, is to help women who have messages that they want to get into the world that are going to make the world a better place to get those messages into the world. Uh -huh. And, um, and she has a whole system um, called the spiritual entrepreneurship program that helps you work through the process of writing your book and publishing your book. So it was actually really easy for me because all of the steps of you know, what to do, how to get it formatted, you know, how to, to get it edited. She had the editor was all laid out for me. So instead of, I, I just had to write and make the decisions regarding the book, mm -hmm. all the, the how to's of the process were, were kind of like, were kind of laid out and said, so, yeah, right, this is step right. one, two, three, so, four, five. So can we say, can we call that a hybrid publishing system? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. the hybrid publishing in, in relation to the self-publishing, um, it means that the publisher, in this case, I guess it was what, Freedom Publishing or Freedom Publisher? Freedom House, Freedom House Publishing. Mm -hmm. Okay. In that case, Freedom House had a box or had a context, had steps. They knew what you had to do, one, two, three, four, five. And you provide content and they give you the editing as well. They mm -hmm. help yes. you with the editing. Okay, so they, let's say, specifically guide you in that process, put you, you know, give you that stamp of approval at the end, you get a, um, an ISBN number, and it goes everywhere. It goes to Amazon, to the, the larger bookstores, yes. I imagine. And in terms of, and I don't like to talk about money, but it's interesting to see because I know the independent, I'm not exactly too much um, acquainted with the independent publishing system. I've 
got a good idea. The hybrid, I get a little more because I've looked at that and people have asked me about that. And does pub, a Freedom House retain, how do they make their money? You you have to, they have to be paid, right? Um, do they get a, a percentage on of the royalties? No. So what they do is they have a flat fee ah. um, and you you pay that. It's it's extremely affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and then that covers everything. So that covers, you know, all of the coaching, the program, the um, the formatting, sending it to a formatter and the cover book cover design. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that's kind of packaged together. Oh, in let that, me see and the book that. again. Come on. Let me yeah. see. I want to see the all right, ladies and gentlemen, wait, shove it over to your left. Okay, a little in the right, covering your face just a second so I could see. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm looking at is a very professional book cover, as a matter of fact. It's a fairly large book. Um, how tall is that, Jessica? So it's, how, how it's eight and a half, eight and a half by five and a half. Eight and a half a inches by five and a half. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a good standard. Well, it's pretty tall to me. For nonfiction, this is more or less standard yeah um and it's it is the nonfiction genre um were you able and i'm I'm just going to keep asking you things about your writing and the publishing process because i think it's important for people who are interested in writing to know did you find people to give you advanced praise for example for your book did you get people to write an introduction or a foreword or something like that so I did not do um, an introduction or forward, but I did get a, a few endorsements. So I've got oh. a couple, actually two New York Times bestsellers, um, bestselling authors, um, and then another author who's written um, a number of books in in my space, um, bestselling books in my space um, as well. Um, they get, so, they endorse um, the book. Mm-hmm. They endorse the book, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How nice. That's nice. That's a nice pat yeah. on the back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a huge celebration. One of them is um, Cy Wakeman, and she's one of my, um, you know, probably, you know, he, um, mentor, mentors or, mm-hmm. or, or, or really just somebody I look up to and aspire okay. to, to yeah. be like someday. And, um, and she when she said yes, and she wrote me the, the nicest note back. Um, I was just so excited. Ah, I, I know it's wonderful. I know, I know. Felt I know. Amazing. I know. It's really, really good when you finish, and you ask people for endorsements, and you get them. It, it's just such a good feeling. Yes. Um, does what uh, type of books? You said she was a bestseller did i miss that you did say she was a bestseller author she's a new york times bestseller Mm -hmm. what does she write what so she wrote um so also in the um in kind of the business space she wrote reality-based leadership and reality-based rules of the workplace and no ego so she talks a lot about accountability and mindset Mm -hmm. um and and those practices in the workplace Mm -hmm. good so this is the big so this is the first right this is the first book am i right Yes, All this right. is my first book. Yeah. So what are those guides nudging you now? Have they come back with something, you know, like your two twins? I mean, you've got to have a, another twin book, right? <laughs> yes. So um, <laughs> she's smiling. I, I, she's got a huge smile, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> it, as soon as I finished this book, um, the coolest inspiration came through for Ooh. what I'm working on next, wow. which is actually totally different. It's yeah. um, a children's chapter book. Oh. And 
it's going to, it's going to be called Uniting the Universe. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a book that incorporates um, science, but also um, mindset principles to mm-hmm. help children um, learn uh, key life skills. Um, and, and for so to, example, what type of life skills? Yeah, so things like growth mindset, um, things like positive thinking. Um, the first book is of learning about that first, everyone. Oh, is... oh, the first book! I, you've got a set yeah, here. <laughs> I do. I do. How many? The, How many? So I think there's going to be fourteen. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not laughing yeah. at you, but I think it's a fabulous. I mean, you have to think like that, or else you just yeah. don't go there. Yeah. No, and the first so the first book is called Broken, and it's about these kids who are learning that everybody's broken and everybody struggles with emotions and feelings, and that life is hard, and that that's normal, and it's mm-hmm. normal to feel all of those feelings. And they actually go to like the they go to the um to the science museum, and there's a an exhibit of the brain, and they go through the brain, and they learn about the different parts of the brain. And so there's like a lot of kind of science, but then also like that self-reflection and insight. And hopefully, there's so much sadness and struggle for, for young kids right now. The suicide rates are higher than they've ever been. Yes. And so part of my passion is to help give them the tools that we get as adults. But I didn't learn a lot of the things that I know now until I was much older. And I think that kids could really benefit by us teaching them those things even more than what we teach them today. I mean, I'm not negating math and science or history, but these skills, these life skills um, can bring so much more for them um, and, and help them so much more in their journey. So yeah, that's the, there's, there's, there's already one next very laid out. (laughs) Um, What is the pitch, the age group? Yeah. So it's going to be like the, the, think like third to fifth grade kind of age range. So, so that is um, um, 10, no, eight yes. to a little oh. younger than that. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think 10. of it like akin to, I don't know if you ever read like boxcar children or mm-hmm. um, things like that. Like it would be that kind of where there's a mystery and there's an adventure right, and it's right, fun right. to read, but that there's like a real like message that's embedded in there so that when the kids walk away, they have something to connect. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking Nancy Drew. <laughs> when I yeah. was little, yeah. we had Nancy Drew yeah. books. So are they, uh, could they ever be interactive? I know that you are, mm, say, pragmatically based in your writing. So there has to be uh, structured points and exercises. This is what I've got from your other book. Is this too... Uh, sort of uh, you're aiming at something like that or is it game based how would you work on it you haven't well you haven't I, done it yet i know yeah i i think it's more you know it's more entertainment it's more storytelling ah, and okay. um yeah it, i don't think it will be the same i think it will be no homework on the surface yeah <laughs> no. on the surface it's just a fun story right mm-hmm. and but deeper there's meaning and messages and information that translates into something that that hopefully kids can take from it oh good good well now you've given us so much information for people who want to write or have been writing and you know perhaps could take another route where could people contact you if they wanted to a website or and do something you know participate in something that you do? Yeah. So I am launching my, my new business that's called Evolving to Exceptional. So that's www 
evolving to exceptional.com. Um, so that'll be the best way to get get in touch with me and see what I've got, you know, available and the tools that I've got available. There's actually I've also created a um, workbook and a reading guide to go with um, the book that I'm I'm publishing. Now, all I can say is thank you so much for coming and taking the time to spend with us. It was uh, illuminating, really. <laughs> Jessica, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. And I hope we'll be able to hear about those 14 books in the future. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, update <laughs> in the future when you that have that going. How? Uh, one last question. How long did it take you to write this book? that's coming out six months almost exactly oh, okay. six months that's fast it's a fast um, writing process a lot of concentrated work there yeah yeah yes yeah good good for you good for you yeah well good luck to you and we'll see you in the future then bye bye Jessica thank you